When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's Thursday on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer uh, is off. And he's our royal expert on this show. So Holly Roberts and I are here to try to navigate you through some of the biggest royal news um, that has happened. We're going to for sure in this century. It, yes. Well, you know what, Colleen? That's a fairly accurate statement. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of get everybody up to speed to the best of our ability. And, and um, I, I just want to start by saying the following. When we did our tell-all episode at uh, the Colleen and Bradley tell-all episode at the State Fair, we got a question from somebody who just said, like, have you ever, like, what's your least favorite thing to talk about or do on the air? And I don't want to say that this is my least favorite thing, but I do want to say these are days that are difficult days. Mm-hmm. When there is a developing story that is of national consequence, of global consequence, and we are in the midst of the developing story, we are planners on this show. I know it doesn't always sound like it, but <laughs> we have we have to be we have to be really nimble. So we do have a show planned, but we're also ready to cover this in the best way that we're able to um because it is it is the biggest royal news of this century so far. Uh, the Queen, this morning, we've been notified that the Queen is under medical observation. These are the words that are being used. Now, remember, you are listening to my talk. We are not reporters. No, which means what, Holly? Well, which means that we're not journalists by trade. Yeah. Which is... To our advantage, Mm -hmm. it allows us to give you the report of the report. So we're able to analyze what actual real-life journalists are doing, and we're able to interpret that for you in a way that, you know, it's like talking to your friends. Like, we're going to go through, we're going to see the reports, we know how to vet information. Like, Mm -hmm. let us be clear, we're not that just out of the ballpark. Right, right, right. But it allows us to have a perspective on these stories that perhaps our friends at the BBC can't deliver to you because they are legitimate journalists. So, uh, and and to that end, I think the first way that we knew that this was more than just any other medical alert around the Queen. Now, certainly, the Queen has had to miss royal engagements over the past couple of years Mm -hmm. due to some uh, mobility issues, other health issues. So, we're, we're used to getting notifications about that. Yes. What makes this one different is a few things. First of all, the BBC has gone to wall-to-wall coverage. Right. Um, we know at this moment that the members, the, the, the close members of the royal family have been called to Balmoral, which is where she is in Scotland. 
Um, it is just about, I just want to give you kind of the, the lay of the land. Right now in Scotland, it is just after 6 o'clock p.m. So this has been a developing story through the day there. They are waiting for the royal family. Much of the royal family has arrived at Balmoral. They all came to, many of them came together on a flight. Mm-hmm. We watched it land. Yeah. They watched who came off of it. Notably, and I'm sort of keeping an eye toward this because we, we talk a lot about Harry and Meghan. Um, notably, Harry and Meghan were not on the plane. What I found very interesting was the BBC mentioned that and very quickly moved on from that by saying they must be making their own travel arrangements. So they didn't get into what we may see in some of the tabloid media about how the royals are regarded or how Harry and Meghan are regarded. Oh, yeah. Well, the BBC right now, strictly on a news protocol, if you want your gossip, you got to go to a place like the Daily Mail. Yes. They're going to give you all of the gossipy hot takes on all of this. But the BBC, clearly, they're in full news mode. They're just giving you the factual information about what is happening on the ground. Yes. And indeed, actually, uh, Harry Harry and Meghan happened to be close by, close-ish by, um, they were not in the United States. Uh, they were carrying on business, and so they weren't here, which is actually, I don't know, in the grand scheme, a good thing in terms of the timing, because had they been here, that would have been a, lar- a longer travel yeah. to get to her side. Mm-hmm. Um, but But by all accounts, I mean... Should we get into some speculation, Holly? Sure. And I just wanted to point out, oh, Colleen, yeah. you know, we were talking about these statements regarding Queen Elizabeth's health. Now, the statement from Buckingham Palace earlier today, very to the point. Oh, yeah. Extremely to the point. Here's what they had to say earlier today. Following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health and have recommended she remain under medical supervision. The Queen remains comfortable Mm -hmm. at Balmoral. Now, Buckingham Palace saying a lot in that statement by leaving out a lot of information. Right. Now, what's really interesting is we did see the Queen just, I think it was only two days ago, uh, that she was by the side of the new Prime Minister Liz Trust. Mm-hmm. Trust, not trust. This morning, or at least for this morning for us, I don't know what time of day it was uh, for them, but um, Liz, we did see video of Liz Trust being handed a notification about the status of the Queen. Uh, and so there is, there are, you know, there's like these little bits of evidence, little, not evidence, I don't want to say that, little clues that we are getting from all around that are giving us a picture of how dire the situation probably is. Yeah. This is not, um, this is not what we've become accustomed to. The queen, you know, at the age of 96, six, she has lived a good long life, 70 years on the throne. Yep. Um, and so none of this is entirely unexpected. She always did say she would continue a life of service until she was unable to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's starting to look, the pieces are kind of starting to come together to look like this is, we're probably in a time of saying goodbye mm-hmm. to the, the queen. Yeah. Now, Colleen, you've been watching closely the coverage that the BBC has right. been giving us regarding the health of Queen Elizabeth II. Mm-hmm. And they're giving us a lot of clues, again, mm-hmm. not saying what 
you know, giving the report of the report, mm-hmm. us watching this, making the assumption that perhaps there's information behind the scenes that we're not privy to, that they're not ready to make public yet. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm very, I'm speculating. Um, we're seeing how quickly the family members are rushing. And I mean it. Um, when they opened the gates of Balmoral as they, uh, as the royal, the members of the royal family came close, those cars were going very fast Yeah, through those gates. And, 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 you know, you can build a case that they always do that because there's people around. But it, there is a sense of urgency and a sense of somber. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, we're watching them uh, cr- like fly through those gates. Um, we're watching. Uh, I, I had something else to say about that. There, it just is very clear that there are, are things in process. As I watch the BBC, I've noted, and actually, I, I got this tip from a tweet that um, they have changed the header on BBC to black, mm-hmm. and they have also all of the reporters who are covering this are dressed in black suits, black ties. There is a, a note of somber um, throughout. Uh, I I am suspicious, or I suspect that there is a move to try to get everybody informed in the way that they need to be informed before they can inform the public mm-hmm. of um, exactly how dire the situation is. Yeah, and watching the BBC talk about this. Some of their anchors talking around the situation, mm-hmm. taking some notes about how they were discussing Queen Elizabeth's health about an hour ago, loosely transcribing what they were saying. Mm-hmm. The mood is somber. The concern is deep. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of the BBC anchors noting that Buckingham Palace has expressed concern by royal doctors and members saying one of the things that was concerning is that no hospital visit Medical intervention was being mentioned. And going back to that press release from Buckingham Palace, they use the word comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and this is the thing that you will continue to hear. They have a medical correspondent who's been joining them on BBC and they will say very clearly um, the the no movement toward a hospital. Yeah. Is a clue that this that we are not in a place where they are looking to treat her in some way Mm -hmm. um and so you can derive what you want to derive from that you know you and i were talking kind of anecdotally off the air holly about how interesting it is to watch this unfold for a number of reasons from the position we're in first of all as americans the royal we have a we have a different relationship with the royal family. Yes. We have a fascination with yes. the royal family. Um and and but but they are not we are not intimately involved in the royal family in the same way that the Commonwealth is. Exactly. Right? This is not a figurehead or a head of state in any way, shape, or form in the United States mm-hmm. of America. So we can look at this from a distance mm-hmm. and we can take this as a form of they're celebrities, right? They are celebrities. We, ha- we have regarded them as celebrities. Yes, they are figures in popular culture, mm-hmm. and they have maintained a position of fascination for Americans you know, for a long time. I mean, we've been follow and we pay close attention to what's happening, right? And then the other piece of this that is very relatable is they're also a family. Yeah. So you are really watching a family uh, come together and process what is likely the end of. Their, their matriarch's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so t- sort of seeing it from both angles and, and watching the intimacy of 
the very serious, somber faces in the cars as they're coming through the gates of Belmoral to see their mother, and to grandma. see their grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that uh, Megan will not be joining at this time. It sounds like also uh, Kate is not joining at this time. It's easy to cite the reason why Kate isn't joining because they've got three kids that just started school just, I think, yesterday. Yeah, they we saw the pictures of mm-hmm. the three of them ready for school walking together. Um, there, of course, will become speculation about why Megan is not there. I would say it sounds like if we're, you know, assuming the, the best of these people, Megan probably realizes that this is not a time for her to be present. Sure. Um, that this is really, truly the very intimate, close members of the family that are there and, you know, to be very respectful of the situation. Um, as we follow this, I, I do want to tell you, I did find, oh, and also the crowds that are gathering right now at Buckingham Palace and the Royals are not there. Yes. Um, is fascinating to watch. And uh, you can see aerial views of that while you're um, while you're watching the BBC, who, by the way, like we said, have gone to live wall to wall coverage. Um, all of this is telling us a story and we are continuing to follow it. But a little bit later in the hour, I want to share with you, Holly, I found an article from a year ago about how the process will go once they find out that the queen is in ultimate failing health and how that will look. And I would like to share that with you because I think there are some very interesting things to be looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we uh, return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I think we are going to go to a dirt alert. Yeah, we're going to do a little Hollywood news. We're going to do some Hollywood news and continue to keep our eye on uh, what is going on with the queen after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. This is a my talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts has got all of the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, house. Hi, Colleen. Let's go to Madison Square Garden where Harry Styles oh. continued his concert residency. And oh boy, is Harry Styles in on the joke because he totally joked with his fans. That he went to the Venice Film Festival to spin on Chris Pine. I actually think that's kind of adorable. And also, thank you for actually treating it with humor. Yeah. And not shaming us for telling that story, Harry. (laughs) So, yeah, he was on stage last night and he said, this is our 10th show at Madison Square Garden. It's wonderful, wonderful to be back in New York. It just popped very quickly to Venice to spin on Chris Pine. Hmm. But fret not, we're back. So the don't worry, darling press debacle spectacular continues i also just think i i have so many questions about the timing of this residency because that is a busy man right now very i mean he is because he's doing press for don't worry darling and he's doing shows at madison square garden like when does he sleep on his private jet well, when he's flying in true. between Venice and New York City. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a hot time for Harry Styles. Right? I'm sure he's just like, you know, it's leveraging just, the moment, leveraging the moment. And it's just like any of us when we're asked to do a lot and you have to seize the moment, mm. you just power through and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be able to take a nap in a week. Yeah. You just 
power the coffee down. Yes. And uh, and and muscle through. Uh-huh. Now, Harry Styles is finishing up his residency in New York City later this month on September 21st. Then he's going to Austin, Chicago and L.A. And Don't Worry Darling opens in theater September 23rd. Okay, wait, I need you to say that schedule again because I was trying to keep track of it. <laughs> so, because he's got three other tour locations. Yes. And this is what he's doing. He's this is. This is what I've read, Colleen, that this is going to be the way that a lot of big acts are going to be doing concerts in the future is they're going to decide to do less cities. Yes. But more dates in those. cities. Listen, you know what? Honestly, I don't know why it took that long for them to kind of get good with that, Mm -hmm. because it really is a better model just in terms of like their greater health outlook. I mean, how many times do we hear about rock stars and musicians, you know, going down for exhaustion. Yeah, well, just this summer, two big stars Mm -hmm. have canceled massive stadium tours because they said that they're tired and they can't handle it and they're citing mental health concerns. Sean Mendes, Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber earlier this week said, you know what, I can't do the rest of my tour. It is grueling. Yeah. Make people come to you. Yeah, and that's what Harry Styles is doing. Yeah. He's like, look, if you're in New England, come to me. Come on over. I'm not going to Boston. Yeah. Take the train. It's yeah, fine. just take like get to a few few key, you know, places in each area of the country. Spend a few days there. Give people some time to road trip. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. You know, something else at the Venice Film Festival, we're getting our first reviews of Blonde. Oh, is this the uh, is this the Marilyn Monroe uh, Ana de Armas? Yes, this Ooh. is Ana de Armas playing Marilyn Monroe. This movie NC seventeen, yeah, which quite frankly, Dumb. yeah, thank you, no big deal. Now Variety is reporting that Ana de Armas becomes Marilyn Monroe, and that the movie is flawed. But haunting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So we're going to be. Is able- it like it seems like it's going to be kind of dar- there's going to be a real darkness to it. Now, I know that there was a real darkness to Marilyn Monroe's life. Yeah. And also there's a darkness because this movie's two hours and 46 oh, minutes. Like long. the dark is going to be when you fall asleep yeah. and you're looking at the back of your eyelids. Yeah. And then you wake up <laughs> on your couch at three in the morning oh, and you're like, oh, cotton mouth and yeah. ready to go to bed. And then you're just like, what? your neck. I'm not going to bed. It's yeah. fine. I'll just park on the couch. Well, so this movie's going to be debuting on Netflix uh, very soon and we're going to be able to watch it. Now it's going to be released in theaters in a limited capacity because Netflix is doing that. So that's considered for award season. In time, sure. Wouldn't be surprised if Ana de Armas got some uh, nomination. She has been nominated for an Oscar before, yeah, for Knives, Knives Out. Out, which really was a great movie. If you haven't seen that, well, speaking of Knives Out, Colleen, the sequel, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, just released its brand new trailer today. Oh, yes, and and Daniel Craig looking like a snack and a half. Well, always on a yacht in Greece. This is one of those movies where it's going to be a travel log mm. and a mystery, so you're going to be able to escape to the wonderful Greek islands. Oh, that sounds so and great. And look at Daniel Craig and a bunch of other hot celebrities okay. looking good and solving crimes. You had me at hot celebrities. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fantastic. It's yeah. going to be on Netflix December 23rd, just in time for the holiday season. Glass Onion. The the name of it alone sparks curiosity for me. Uh-huh. Glass Onion. Yeah, somebody was a Beatles fan. Yeah, very clearly. Uh, moving on to that, uh, another movie making its debut over in the UK. Hollywood movie stars trying to do their best to be Hollywood movie stars. Julia Roberts and George Clooney oh. out promoting their new rom com, Ticket to Paradise. Mm. <laughs> what, what I, I just, just like? it's so like, I don't know. I feel like 
I bet it's great. I bet it's fantastic. But like, it could be crap and people would get excited about it because it's Clooney and Julia Roberts. Oh, they're giving us old school Hollywood star and, glam. And I'm this is going to sound rude. And I don't mean it to sound rude. Okay. I just mean it to sound like uh, observational. The, these two probably did. They probably were just like phone could phone it in. Because again, people will just get excited to see them together. And I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying they didn't do their best work, but they, I mean, this is like a gimme. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this is why the whole movie gets made. Now, this movie is where Julia Roberts and George Clooney play exes who can't stand each other, yeah. but they're coming together because their daughter is getting married in a tropical paradise. This is a moneymaker. This yeah. is just like straight up moneymaker. Be real about it. Yeah. And it's totally fine. Respect to that. Absolutely. Make you ducats. It's all good. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we are going to, I think Grant is going to come in yeah. and we are going to work our way through some blind items. We continue to monitor uh, the Queen's, uh, the news about the Queen's health. And uh, we will have more on that as we go through the show today. But when we come back, blind items. Oh, we've got some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, not here. No. He is on vacation. Again, the irony of the fact that the largest royal news of this century is occurring as we speak, and our one and only royal expert on this show is not with us. Uh, it's not lost on us, uh, but we are <laughs> continuing to monitor the situation and we are going to continue to bring you news and updates as they they are available. But in the meantime, in between time, our friend Grant has joined us because Holly has some pop culture mysteries for us to solve in the form of blind items. In this segment, we call it Blinded by the Item. Celebrity yes. gossip mysteries to solve. Colleen and Grant, I hope you're ready. Ready. Born ready. The wife of this permanent A-list, mostly movie actor, is much younger than her husband and is living with her boyfriend. Oh. But has no plans to divorce. Ooh. Okay. Permanent. Did you say permanent A-list? Yes. Now, there are several guesses in the comments section on crazydaysandnights.net that are both plausible. Ooh, interesting. Okay. One is a little more scandalous than the other. George Clooney. I was going that direction as well. No. No. Okay. No. They're on the the press tour. Yeah. They are, yeah. Oh, she looks so good. She does. Oh, my gosh. She is like a 10 times two. She's yeah. a 20. Yeah. She's a double 10. We can do celebrity math I mean, when really. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, okay, so it's not Clooney. No. 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 Permanent A-list suggests yes. that that's a huge, huge Good celebrity. Name. Yeah, A big name. Now, the two names that are being mentioned, um, yes, there is a significant age gap in between these two people. Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart. That is one. Yeah. I've always been very interested. I'd like to know more about their relationship. Mm-hmm. I love right? Harrison, but the older he gets, I feel like the more boring he gets. Well, can I just also say <laughs> I love him though. That we that NT lawyer has told some stories oh. about Harrison Ford. Wasn't no, it wasn't him. Okay, we thought it was him that had the long storied sex history. Oh. Or was it him? Well, there was speculation about that, but I think that ultimately that was Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson in the blind items. Right. But with Harrison Ford, 
Look, Harrison Ford was your Hollywood good time guy oh. back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. He was Whoa. a he was a carpenter, and right. he was also where you would perhaps get your good times yeah. from Mr. Mm-hmm. Harrison oh. Ford. Well, I think what you're Probably saying is, favorite. as a carpenter, nails weren't the only thing he was. <laughs> no, he wasn't. It wasn't sexy. Yeah. Oh, oh no. that's right. Oh, Party, oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yes, that's the way to I see what you're saying. Han Solo was not only so shipping sawdust aliens. sawdust wasn't the only thing Hey-o. he was. Uh, yeah. There we go. No, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's pretty much an open secret. There right. are memoirs, Hollywood memoirs, where people talk about that as much. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he's one of them. Harrison yes. Ford is one of them. Another, is, uh, another is the other person. one currently doing like a movie or just finishing up a movie? No, actually, he has gone into retirement. Oh. <sighs> mm. And there, uh, there are a couple of projects that he filmed before his retirement that Bruce are so. Willis. That's oh, no way. That's, that's what got me. Those projects right there. That made me really sad. I told you one of those. One of these. That's was really sad. sad. Oh. Yeah. So what NT lawyer is saying is either Callista Flockhart mm. or the wife of Bruce Willis, Emma Hemmings, I think her name is. She's living with their boyfriend, and uh, but has no plans to divorce. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. That's, no need to put them through that with everything going on. I guess. Yeah, but also. Weird and creepy. I to think not that be there's the- a darker side of that. Okay, like mm-hmm. uh, you're still married to the man who has all the money. Oh, ah. well, you know just I mean? lots of complications, and who knows yeah. what kind of conversations have been happening oh, behind the scenes. True. So we Good can't point. speculate on that, but what we can do is speculate on this next celebrity Let's gossip mystery. Short and sweet to the point. This one, he can say whatever he likes. But the former Disney actor's transformation was because of steroids. Thank you. Oh, that's Zach Zac Efron. Efron. Ding for both of you. The, the music mean... didn't even have to finish. <laughs> no, I mean, that was so easy. Listen, oh, and we will probably be talking about this a little bit later in the show. But OMG, that felt like a lie. All the words that he said about his jaw felt Fault. like a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So filling in the blank here, Zach Efron can say whatever he likes, but his physical transformation, specifically of his face, was because of steroids, but also because of his bod. Mm. Now, this alludes to the Men's Health magazine issue that Zach Efron is currently fronting, mm-hmm. where he says that he broke his jaw slipping on his floor while yeah, wearing right. socks. Yeah. For the second time. Yeah, that's what gets right. me is the second time. Right. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Fool me once, shame I'm on you. I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm not dumb. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I am just really quickly, I'm looking yeah. to see, are we getting the official word on the queen right now? We are not. I am looking at the BBC's website. Okay. And they are not putting out the news of Queen Elizabeth's passing. They're still reporting the story that Queen Elizabeth is under medical supervision okay. and that her family has been gathering. I am I, I am just seeing a lot of uh, the tone of how they're reporting it changing. Yes. And oh, I want to make note of that. I okay, here yeah. it is. Yeah. The right. royal family just tweeted oh. six oh. minutes ago that Queen Elizabeth died peacefully at Bar- Balmoral this afternoon. Oh. 
And uh, they are adding that the king and the queen consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. And that is referring to Prince Charles and Camilla. So that is official. Um, Oh, this is it's just it is very terribly sad. I I wonder if we shouldn't. But it looks like a montage. Yeah, they're doing it. And I will just I will just say, I mean, there is definitely a tone somber, a very somber tone across uh, uh, the BBC has been all day, yeah. and um, I, like I said, I just, out of the corner of my eye, I saw everything change about how they were reporting it. Yes, this guy right here, with yeah. his, when he came out, he had just had a look on his face that yeah. like it was like, I gotta tell you this, so I think he's telling everybody. Right yeah, they, yeah, they put a um, they put a special report up on the screen, and it was all in black, and then now they've moved to a montage uh a, of a beautiful, beautiful picture of the queen and um, just yeah. a very sad, again, like I said, truly the biggest news of this century coming out of the royal family. And yeah. there's been a lot of news yeah. coming out of the royal family. Yeah. And so this has been the official statement. The royal family put this out on Twitter. They're putting it out on all their social media channels that Queen Elizabeth has died, confirming what we were speculating about yeah. all day today. Yeah. News coming from Scotland. Um, you know, I do want to, uh, here's what I want to do right now as we're sort of kind of digesting the news of the passing of the queen. I want us to take a quick break. When we come back, one of the things that I did a little bit earlier, uh, I thought, you know, I wonder how this is going to go. Right. And we were seeing Holly and I were paying close enough attention that we saw some clues that were, uh, telling us that probably, uh, the queen had died or they were sure she was dying. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there is a very lengthy protocol for how this goes. Yeah. I know that comes as no surprise, but not only is there a protocol, it's it was made public. I mean, we know exactly how this will go. Mm-hmm. There are things that we can tell you right now without having had it announced mm-hmm. about when the funeral will be, what what the kind of coming days are going to look like, how the royal family was notified, how the prime minister would be notified and all of that. So we're going to kind of go through that because I bet people, you know, in this, you know, yeah. we've gotten the news now. The queen has passed away as of this afternoon. This has been officially confirmed by the royal family. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to kind of go through how how this day probably has gone for mm-hmm. them and what comes next. Yeah. So we'll walk through that a little bit. And Grant, thank you for coming yeah, in. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, for these uh, blind items. Yeah. And we're going to continue with coverage of the Queen when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, thank you. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here. Yes, Bradley Trainer. Who is our show's most royal expert? Is on vacation. <laughs> he, he sure is. Yeah, he, sure uh, he is, is. Uh, getting this news. Actually, I did text him this morning, and I said, "You're going to miss all the Queen news." And I just got a teardrop emoji back. Yeah. So it is. This is the the news, of course, being that we just have received. I mean, just but like, what, 10 minutes ago, 10, 15, 15 minutes ago, the royal family's Twitter account 
made the official announcement that the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II of the UK, died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. Now, the King and Queen, the Queen Consort, so notice that language, the King being Prince Charles, and the Queen Consort, that is Camilla, Camilla, will remain at Balmoral this evening, and they will return to London tomorrow. I mean, that is, you know, how true that is. Now, talk about the change in language and how very quickly that happened. Um, There is an entire protocol that has been in place for years now about how how everything, how the 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 world would learn and how the world will now process together the death of the queen. And that was laid out in a Politico article actually just a year ago, truly almost to the day on September Well, now they've, okay, this is a reprint. Okay, so September 3rd of 2021, that is literally a year and five days ago, Mm -hmm. Politico uh, printed this article, um, and the headline was Britain's plan for when Queen Elizabeth II dies. Okay, so let's just kind of go back in time quickly here, because we saw some things take place during the day that when I went back and read this protocol, started to kind of tip us off that things were going in this direction. Mm-hmm. And and most importantly, now it was only two days ago that we saw the queen side by side with Liz Truss, the newly appointed prime minister, literally two days on the job yeah. now as of today. Right. Uh, we saw them together though, as she appointed her prime minister yes. at Belmoral. Yeah. The photos are here. Yep. Queen Elizabeth and her Ferragamo shoes. Yep. You know, using a cane to be her mobility mm-hmm. had uh, been a little compromised in recent years. But by all means, Queen Elizabeth, just another day on the job. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I bring up uh, Liz Truss because the, the, fir- the first day of the protocol where they recognize that the queen either has died or is actively dying, they will use, they would use the term D day. This Mm -hmm. is internal. Mm -hmm. So their internal process for D day. uh, And it's also, it was also called uh, project London bridge. And the way that they would first start the process of informing people, according to a Politico article that found this protocol and uh, shared it, is that uh, there were there w- they would first notice or give notice to the prime minister with a note that said, "Hold on, I want to get it. I want to get it exactly right. I mm-hmm. think it's either the London Br- London it Bridge is down. is down. So that would be what was written on the note. Well, earlier today we saw during I believe a cabinet meeting uh, a note passed to Liz Truss. Uh huh." And they were reporting on that moment because there was that was on camera. Um, But that if we are going with how this is all mapped out, that would have been part of this protocol. Now, from now on through this process. So today would be called Mm D-Day from now on each next. The next day will be D1 The next following day D2. Right. So. And what we already know, without having gotten any announcement, is that the Queen's funeral will be 10 days after today. Mm -hmm. So, just to give you another idea of what will happen tomorrow, which is day one, D1, Charles will be sworn in as the new sovereign. 
So tomorrow will be the day. They're already using the language. Yeah, they did that in their official statement. The king and the queen consort. Right. Now, on day two, D2, as they're calling it, uh, the queen's coffin will be carried to Buckingham Palace. They do say this. If she dies at Belmoral, which she has... Um, Operation Unicorn will be activated. So that means that her coffin will be transported to London via the Royal Train. Uh, And if that is, for whatever reason, not possible, they will then enact what they're calling Operation Overstudy. And that's where uh, they would transport by plane. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know what would make that not possible, but weather... Logistics. Oh, good point. And Other we thing. do know yeah. that it has been quite rainy there. Mm-hmm. Um, the prime minister and the ministers will welcome her coffin upon its arrival. Uh, and then uh, D3 through D- D5. So that means the third day through the fifth day. So now we already know what today is Thursday. Friday, the king will be sworn in. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Saturday will be the day that her coffin will arrive at Buckingham. Then Sunday through Monday through Tuesday. Charles will then receive the motion of condolence at Westminster Hall, and then he will start a tour of the United Kingdom as its new monarch. So truly, I mean, this is how quickly we're going to start to see things change. Mm -hmm. Uh, He will arrive in Northern Ireland, uh, and he will attend a service at St. Anne's Cathedral in Belfast. A rehearsal will then take place ahead of what they call Operation Lion, and that will be where the Queen's coffin will be carried from Buckingham Palace to the Palace of Westminster. And then a service will be held on that day, that fifth day, at Westminster Hall. Then, day six through nine, she will lie in state. Now, this is what's interesting about this is the whole reason I looked this up in the first place is because I asked, will she lie in state? Yeah. The answer is yes. Now, the reason why, like, we have these questions, I've never, we've never experienced a monarch's passing in in my lifetime. In the British monarchy. monarchy. Because Queen Elizabeth II ascended to the throne in February of 1952. To put that into a light perspective for you, here in the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower was president of the Mm -hmm. United States when Queen Elizabeth took the throne in the UK. Yeah. The longest living reigning monarch or the longest reigning monarch mm-hmm. and well, one of them one in, of them in in history yeah I mean, yes. there, there are a few folks who have reigned longer than queen elizabeth ii but yeah just a few yeah so we're going to actually even talk a little bit more about what what the kind of the bigness of this the bigness of her reign the bigness that's not like the best word again i'm not articulate right now because <laughs> i'm also like having a strange emotional reaction to this yeah and i think it's okay to have that and be honest about I, it i think it's in that largeness yeah. where the emotions are happening yes. 70 years yes it's the passing of time and how yeah. much the world has changed in that time. Right. Um, but we are going to talk about that a little bit coming up. Um, but I did want to, I did want to kind of finish telling you what this protocol is going to look like. Please. Um, like I said, she will, uh, Queen Elizabeth II will lie in state at Westminster Hall in the Palace of Westminster for three days. And that is what they call Operation Feather. So that will happen day six through day nine. So that means from Wednesday of next week, 
into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, through Friday. Um, she will be lying in state at Westminster. Uh, for 23 hours per day, visitors will be able to pay their respects. Mm. So that means it will be open to the public. 23 yeah. hours per day. Uh, tickets will be issued to VIPs for designated time slots. Um Charles will then travel to Wales to receive another motion of condolence. Uh, and there will be a service at Leandef, Leandef Cathedral in Cardiff. And then her funeral will take place on day 10. And to put it in the context, the Palace of Westminster, that's right in the heart of central London. That's where the House of Parliament is. Yeah. Big Ben near Westminster Abbey, mm-hmm. the church where uh, many royals lay in state. Mm-hmm. So that's all happening right near Buckingham Palace, too. So this is all in close quarters, you right know, in the heart of London. It is so It is so interesting because, uh, you know, to know that they have had, this is all, there, there is nothing more happening right now than them enacting a series of plans that they've already mapped out, planned out. Everybody knows exactly where they need to be when. Mm-hmm. They've probably rehearsed it in some way. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the royal family is together. Um probably I mean it's the the balance what I'm reacting to right now is the balance of protocol and family emotion. Yes. Right? And which has been kind of the story of the royal family for so long. Well, and that's what makes one of the one of the fascinating aspects of the British royal family is that dichotomy between protocol, duty, rigidity, yeah. and then understanding that these people are human beings who have familial relationships just like anybody else. I want to just go ahead and tell people that if you've got anything you'd like to share, thoughts, that you are kind of rolling around with or that you can just find us on Twitter very easily. You can email the show. We're keeping an eye on all of that. But when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about the history of her reign. Holly's going to put on her royal expert hat (laughs) after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1.